The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss the impact and growth of new media. Joining us is Steve Olsher, who's the founder and editor-in-chief at Podcast Magazine. Steve is a 30-year entrepreneur, and prior to founding Podcast Magazine, he was the original founder of Liquor.com, which he exited to IAC. He's the creator of the New Media Summit and Pod Expo, and is also the host of the top-rated podcast Renovation Radio and Beyond Eight Figures. We're very excited to have an important member of the podcast industry joining us today. And Steve and I are going to talk about leveraging new media to generate visibility, leads, and revenue. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Steve Olsher, founder and editor-in-chief at Podcast Magazine. Steve, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Appreciate you having me on. Excited to have you as our guest. Excited to talk to, you know, a member of podcast royalty here. True. (laughs) You've had a distinguished career. Let's start off by having you tell us a little bit about it. You know, how'd you get into the podcast game? I mean, I can skip right ahead to the podcast world, but taking a step back, 30-year entrepreneur, started on the nightclub business when I uh, was just 19, opened my own club, which was actually a non-alcoholic club. And I got involved with catalogs and very early online and CompuServe's Electronic Mall in 1993. And that company became Liquor.com, which you had mentioned there in the intro, and eventually exited out of that to Barry Dealers IAC and uh, real estate development, and then got into the whole world of speaking and authoring and podcasting and so on. Parties to homes to now podcasts. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. And first episode we did a reinvention radio was in uh, 2009. So going on over a decade now in the space. And as you mentioned, we started Podcast Magazine in uh, our first issue hit in February 2020. So the ironic part about Podcast Magazine is you actually have some printed copies of the magazine talking about digital and new media. Let's let's talk about that medium. You know, there's ways to generate visibility, leads, and revenue that are happening through audio. Talk to me about your guide for helping people who are outside of the podcast landscape how to take advantage of it. I mean, look, it really just boils down to having clarity first and foremost on what I would call your profit path, right? Which is understanding what that journey is that you want somebody to go on with you when they start out not knowing who you are, and then they become familiar with who you are. And then once they understand who you are, they want to come into your ecosystem. And then eventually um, through indoctrination and just kind of the getting to know you process, 
perhaps they invest in relevant products, programs, and services. So what I have seen to be true and what I know to be true from our experience and from the experience of our clients and peers and so on is that podcasting can be a really great way to, uh, to, to basically offer a sort of a, a point of entry, if you will, for people to be able to get into your world and get you exposure to people that, uh, frankly, you might not normally have exposure and access to. So to me, it's a starting point. Uh, very few people are able to take a podcast and immediately turn it into four, five, six, seven type figure deals. Can it happen? Sure. Does it happen? Absolutely. But for the most part, it's a door opener and a really effective one at that. So talk to me a little bit about the ways that businesses and brands are taking advantage of the podcast space. You know, I think of monetization for the podcaster being through sponsorships, providing some value to companies, selling courses. You know, there's other ways that we can make money, but let's talk about what's in it for the brands or the people that are actually putting their dollars where their ears are in this case. I mean, look, obviously, there are a lot of people who put tons of money into podcast advertising. And frankly, they're smart to do so. When you come right down to it, it is a very captive audience. There's very few people that don't really tune in in terms of when a message comes forth, they're actually able to receive and process that message. Oftentimes, when you're watching TV or you're doing other things or you're seeing other media, you don't really hear and process or see and process that message. Whereas in podcasting, the retention rate and the recall rate in terms of messages being received is through the roof. So from a brand perspective, when you have a choice of where you're going to put your advertising dollars, it makes it a pretty easy decision to say, you know, let's at least try this medium to see what the response rate will be. And for many, many companies, it provides the highest ROI out of any advertising channel available to them. It's interesting to me when people talk about the podcast industry saying it's a captive audience. And that's something that you said. And here's what I don't quite understand is like, if I was talking about social media advertising, I don't know if I would think of the social media advertising audience being either captive or not or responsive or not. I, I think very much about the individual channel, whether it be, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, whatever. And really what the marketing vehicle is, whether it's the ad delivery, whether you know it's video, whether it's an image, there's so much that goes into segmenting down the audience that when you talk about it from an individual sort of function within marketing, it's interesting to hear how people think about podcasting as opposed to other channels. Why do you think podcasting specifically has so much resonance and that the audience has similar patterns of behaviors when you can't necessarily say that for all other marketing channels? It's going to vary from company to company. Certain companies are going to see certain values that you frankly can't see just because you're not sitting in their position, understanding their perspective. But I think overall, if we're going to kind of put an umbrella over this, the reality is that when you have this type of channel, when you have a podcast, and you're having a meaningful discussion and, and you're talking about it in a way that is more often than not, in terms of the most effective conversations, very niche specific. It's easy to attract the most likely listeners who are going to resonate with that conversation. So from that standpoint, because podcasting falls under the category of what I would call pull media, where the consumer pulls that information, they pull that episode, they pull that content when they want from wherever they are, and of course, on their preferred device, you know, it's basically the equivalent of a 100% email open rate and 100% email click-through rate for that matter. So from a brand perspective, from an efficacy standpoint, 
it's so hard to reach such a targeted audience in any way that wouldn't cost you really an arm and a leg. So that in of itself, and again, going back to what we're seeing here in terms of the success of the medium, being able to have more niche specific shows that may have smaller audiences, but 100% of the people who are listening to those shows raise their hands to say, yeah, this is something that I want and I have an interest in. It's one of the reasons why the medium continues to grow and certainly continues to flourish. Yeah. One of the reasons why I think the medium is so effective is it's because it is audio only, people have their hands free. And so they're able to consume the media without necessarily being pulled away from it. You can do other things. And so they actually do consume the ads. They're not interrupted by them. And you're allowed a longer ad format. I can't think of a lot of other marketing channels where you have an ad format that lasts 30 to 60 seconds that someone's not pulling away from. Even a television ad, which is sight, sound, and motion, you know, people see the television ads and they pull away, right? They go and they look at their phone and they're not actually engaging with the audio. It's the same stream the entire time. So I think people do have better recall, like you mentioned. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Talk to me a little bit about the ways that brands are taking advantage of that audience in a good way. How are they actually getting from, I'm getting my ad played to driving visibility, leads, and fundamentally revenue? It largely depends on what sort of brands we're talking about. I mean, if we're talking about Casper Mattress, then that's fairly obvious, right? And, and there are shows, a lot of shows, that are able to turn their podcast into a business. Most podcasts, the 99.9% of the rest of the shows, need to look at it more holistically in terms of the business of podcasting, which means they're not going to be able to make enough money just simply from sponsors or ad reads or something of that nature to really move the needle for them. So when you look at where people have the ability to turn those conversations into revenue, I mean, it largely falls in line with taking whatever that conversation is and modeling out what it is that you do in your own unique way 
and inviting other people to participate in that sort of dialogue with you or representative of your company. So the days of just simply having an ad read of kind of a miscellaneous type of company, you know, Sherry's Berries or whatever, that's all still going to work all well and good for that 0.1% of shows. But for the rest of the shows, they have to be a lot more intentional about the people that they bring to the table so that those people can get the ROI they're looking for. I think that's a hugely important point that when you're looking at podcast advertising specifically as a brand, you need to be considering things like your reach and frequency. And a lot of the shows that are even some of the most popular podcasts, you know, see them in the podcast app store rankings, they, they still are only tens to hundreds of thousands of downloads per month, which just doesn't provide you the volume to really sort of hit critical mass. So you're either going to be spending across multiple shows to drive an impact, or you need to deeply integrate into those shows and find other ways outside of just the advertising. Something that we focused here on the MarTech podcast with our sponsorship program is how do we start integrating things like advertorial content, some of the data that we're able to collect and aggregate from our podcast to start supporting our sponsors at the end of the day, each brand is going to have a different path to revenue. Now, Steve, I know that you've worked with a lot of companies. You've obviously worked in the podcast space for a long time. Who are some of the examples of businesses that you think have that have monetized podcasting in an interesting way? I don't work with big brands. Our company doesn't work with big brands. We work with the coach, the author, the speaker, the solopreneur, the small business owner that wants to put the power of podcasting to work for them and their business. So the stories that I'll share are people who are just like most of the folks I would think that are listening here, those that are doing under $100 million in revenue, more likely doing under $50 million in revenue, and probably the larger majority doing you know under $25 million in revenue. So when you are looking at it from that standpoint of a company that's doing under $25 million in revenue, the main thing that you have to really think about is how do you put yourself in a position where you are recognized as that go-to kind of influence in your particular niche. Because the truth is, you want your name to come up in conversations about whatever that particular topic is, even when you're not in the room. And so for us, one of the things that, that we love doing and what we're really great at is branding people around that whole conversation of becoming an icon of influence in their niche. So the people that have success following our framework end up with brands like The Profitable Photographer, and then creating a podcast called The Profitable Photographer, and then having a online course called The Profitable Photographer, and then having a Profitable Photographer mastermind and on and on and on, right? So ultimately, that's where I believe the biggest opportunity is for those who are doing less than 25 million in revenue. You start getting above that, it's a, it's a whole different conversation. But our success stories really evolve around helping people leverage what we call the new media trifecta, where their brand, their podcast name, and their online course all share the same name. And ultimately, that gives them more leverage to really establish themselves as that icon of influence in their respective niche, which generates highly targeted leads and ultimately uh, meaningful revenue for them. There's a lot to unpack there. You know, I'm going to put a pin in it for now. We're going to bring you back tomorrow to talk about actually becoming an icon in your specific niche. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Steve Ulsher, founder and editing chief of Podcast Magazine, for joining us in part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow. Steve and I are going to talk about how to become an icon in your niche. 
If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Steve, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Steve Olsher. It's S-T-E-V-E-O-L-S-H-E-R. Or you can visit his company's website, which is podcastmagazine.com slash free. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we've got summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J. S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.